In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, we get prairie dogged in our studio cube farm. Fact checker Doug almost gets demoted. And we handle one of the hardest questions we get as sales professionals from our buyers is, how do I measure what I'm buying from you? Welcome back to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest running sales training podcast, podcast history. My name is Bill Kasky. I am Brian Neal. Welcome to all new listeners. We get lots of new listeners and lots of emails from people saying, hey, I just found your podcast. Where the hell have you been? Or I've been binge listening to the last 700 and some odd episodes, of which there are a lot of odd episodes there. So we welcome you. If you're a newbie, you can go to advancedsellingpodcast.com. There's a list there of some of the most popular episodes. We'd ask that you share that around too. And then for those of you who've been around before, listen for years. We love the fact that you're a fan. We love the fact that you're a loyal listener. And we know, because you do that, that you're a, uh, you have a deep commitment to up your game. So we're going to personally invite you to become an ASP Insider, a group coaching program that meets once a month, where we, meaning Brian Neal and Bill Kasky, live, we coach you on relevant topics that are going to help you grow your business, grow your income. The tuition is 47 bucks a month, or you can join for the whole year and you save some more cash. Go to advancedsellingpodcast.com slash insider. That's advancedsellingpodcast.com slash insider for details. There's also a video that'll walk you through why we're doing this and specifically what's in it for you. That's advancedsellingpodcast.com slash insider. We got some flack from last week's show where we talked about our <laughs> certain things our wives said. So well, we won't be doing that anymore. Flack. We won't be doing that anymore. There's more rays. Just want to let you know that. I got prairie dogged. <laughs> Anybody know what prairie, getting prairie dogged? <laughs> I should be careful here. Yeah. You're going <laughs> to go, go right back into the fire. There, here. that's prairie dogging. So prairie dogging is when you work in a cube farm, uh -huh. and then the person you're there offending is, is stands up, which I do. It's on the video. It's really great. So. Oh. Okay, topic today. The days of, of the cubes. Favorite. Oh, my God. When I work for Woods Wire Company... <laughs> we had a cubicle where there were a, a room where there were five desks and we were all in our mid-20s <laughs> and we'd all go out drinking and partying probably yeah. three or four nights a week and and we literally would sit in there and laugh for six hours a day. Right. <laughs> so little work got done in the cube. Oh, it's funny. I think, oh my gosh, the, the, the hours that farm. I wasted and the fun that I had hey. during that time is immeasurable. Can't take it away, can they? So our topic today, we, we talked a little bit in the last episode about uh, measuring dollars invested in anything. We talked about yeah. it in training. We talked about some of our approaches when we go into companies. But we thought it would be good today to talk about how do you best measure the value that you bring to your clients yeah. when they implement your solutions, whatever those solutions are. Yes. And so Brian has uh, a, a little bit of, uh, he's got a framework here. He's yeah. done the alliteration trick again, yes. which he's really good at. I've got something that uh, I will introduce into the zeitgeist today. Oh, there we go. That you haven't heard. You've heard one version of it. And I've got, a, I've got something else that I want to introduce. Before we go any further, mm. can you please explain to me what and zeitgeist? maybe a few <laughs> listeners what a zeitgeist is? <sighs> Or what the, the zeitgeist, zeitgeist is. Yeah, I, as That's I understand good. it, the zeitgeist is kind of the universe of proclamations and, and opinions. It's kind of like the culture of our world. It's, okay. If you put something in, it's like there for the mix, and it's all mixed in one big soupy, slimy the bowl zeitgeist. of zeitgeist. I yeah. love it. I love <clears throat> it. If I'm wrong well, on that, fact checking Doug will <laughs> He will tell you. We got a lot of, uh, uh, by the way, we did have some listeners who knew. I, I quoted a movie 
several weeks ago and several episodes ago where no one on the team knew what movie it was. And I said, when the light is green, the trap is clean. And I had a younger-ish listener, millennial, who texted me and said, that's Ghostbusters, right? I'm like, way to go, man. Yes, it's Ghostbusters. When, the, when they catch the ghost in the little contraption, when the light is green, the trap is uh, clean. I got gotcha. you. Put the okay. ghost in the way. No. All right. But uh, Doug did send that to, to me. Now, Doug, and Doug sent it to me without looking it up. He knew, okay. along with yeah. the year of the movie. Well, that's right. the thing about a fact checker. They shouldn't that's have what, to go to Google. I mean, <laughs> what's, what's the point? <laughs> Doug, we're diminishing your role. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, this is, so measurement is such a, it's one of my favorite topics because it seems like it would be easy and it's not. That's why I love it so much. And I'm also just personally wired for the scoreboard. I just love the stats. I love the scoreboard. I love seeing what place I finish in. I just like that kind of feedback that, uh, like hardcore feedback. And so all of you, I'm guessing as a salesperson, at some point, if you haven't, you will. I'm sure it's happened to everyone listening. Have had a buyer who does an ROI analysis on what you sell, right? So if you sell software, we got to get an ROI. What's our ROI? ROI, rah, 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 ROI. You hear that over and over and over. And I think salespeople really struggle with what to do there. And then in the cases where you don't get the ROI question and the person's kind of deciding whether or not to buy or from you or not, then you're sort of working on this process and it's sort of, you know, etheric, right? It's it just, it's there, what but it's not there. Mean? Etheric. So etheric would be, <laughs> see, now the pressure's on because I've got to explain a big word that I use and I hope I get it right. So etheric would be <laughs> this sort of um, uh, more energetic uh, more in the energy and the uh, ethos. Mm-hmm. How's that? <laughs> I love when people use big words to define big yeah, words. When... That's, that's close enough. <laughs> Is that right? No, so not concrete. It's in the ether. Not concrete. It's in the air. Not concrete. Yeah. How's that? Fair enough. So uh, that's no, that's. You a forgot thing. your point, didn't you? I did. Yeah. <laughs> so when people are looking for value, and and the salespeople is trying to connect it, and there it's not concrete. It's not like a number. You yeah. can't say, oh, if you plug this in, you will save four dollars a month or whatever. It's not that concrete, so then it gets a little bit harder. So it's a tough. It I'm is hard. It's a tough thing to do. Yeah, I think what we'll measuring we'll do today maybe is not give you the answer because the answer for every every value prop is different. Every every service is different. But there's always to me, I look at this through two uh, through two filters. One is there's the ROI of doing something versus not doing something. So a CPA mm. firm contacts us and says, hey, yeah. Bill, Brian, we want you to come in and work with our, our CPAs for a year, and we're not closing enough business or whatever. So that's an idea. The idea there is there's an ROI of doing the training and coaching versus not doing it. Yes. What's, if you did nothing, what would life look like? If you did this, what do you think life would look like? Yep. But then there's the, I'm looking at you and four other vendors, mm. and now how do you, how do you assess the ROI between, you know, Brian and Bill and John and Harry and Met Sally. How do you how do you do all that? Because that may be where most of our listeners are. Is and if your if your product is different enough that you can distinguish the value that the customer gets, then I think you have a chance at at, at talking about the different value and the and the ROI. If you're selling the exact same thing. I think yeah. it's hard to do. It's really hard to do. Yeah. It really is. Um, and that's where you have to go out to some of the other, if you go to past episodes, Bill and I have talked about um, 
demonstrating value in the levels of that when you start in the middle and, and part of your product is commoditized. Everybody's product is commoditized at its core in some way, shape, or form, and then it moves out. And there's the how you do it and the why you do it, and that, that kind of moves out. But measuring is hard. So I have I wrote down, and you you like to do like three C's, three mm-hmm. B's. So it's a, this is me stealing a Bill Caskeyism, mm-hmm. but it's three E's. It's mm-hmm. E cubed when you're talking about how to determine uh, measurement here. You want me to read all three yeah, of them to start go. with? Let's okay. Go. So the three E's are economic, efficiency, and emotion. Economic, efficiency, and emotional. Those three things. When you're thinking of what you do and what you sell for a living, and someone's trying to figure out if it's worth it and how they're going to get a return and spending the money worth it, there's an economic element to that. There's an efficiency element to that, which like, how does it impact process mm-hmm. and the way Flow, workflows? Workflow. Then yeah. there's the emotional element to it, which is, does everyone feel happier and that sort of thing? And I think what people fail to do is they fail to hit all three of these mm-hmm. things. They only hit mm-hmm. usually the economic, sometimes. If, if any. If any, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And so, so I, go ahead. So what are the, uh, the economics? Is yeah. that, that's the dollars, that's the hard yeah. dollars, yes. soft dollars. Yep. So again, easier in some places. So someone might say, um, if I plug in this um, sales enablement software, if I'm, if I'm a VP of sales, which a lot of you are, and I, I buy, I'm buying in, uh, sales enablement software, so I'm buying salesforce.com or some version of that, um, what will my sales look like? So I'm going to plug it, I'm going to turn it on, and if I p- turned it on before I was doing a million a month, when I turn it on, maybe I'm doing a million one a month yeah. because of whatever salesforce.com does. So Yeah. And so is it possible that that economics, because I wrote down a similar thing here, not as quite as clever as the E3, E cubed, and I think you <laughs> need to give cubed. it a name. Should I? E3, is it E cubed or E3 or 3E? Yeah. I think E cubed. E3. Um, is the hard and soft cost of economics. Right. So there's the hard yes. cost, which is you're going to be buying something, so you're going to slice a check for a million dollars. That's a hard cost. And there's a hard return, which is I'm going to generate an extra 12 million from the 1 million. Yes. So that's pretty, that's pretty hard and solid. But there's also a lot of soft costs, which may maybe some of those soft costs uh, drift into your efficiency and emotion. But if I'm, maybe I'll be able to attract a higher level of person, salesperson to my organization because our processes are all yes. good. And, I, and so therefore I grow my business another $5 million. Yes. But it's hard to say if I do this, this happens. Yeah. But a lot of times that does happen. It's just indirect. Yeah, absolutely. Just softer indirect. And that's the problem. Maybe that's People, a better way to put I like it, that, indirect. yeah. And it's the... I don't think anyone, I hope you're not, don't be afraid of the scoreboard. So many salespeople, and I say scoreboard, not the internal scoreboard, how you're doing on sales, but the external scoreboard. So you want your clients to measure you and hold you accountable. I think that's really good. Um, it cannot be one-to-one either way. Because the other thing you can't do. What do you mean by that? It, we can't take credit for all the good and be oh, blamed oh, for all the yeah, bad. Yeah. Can't take credit for all the good or be blamed for all the bad. So if we plug in, I'm using sales enablement software because it's easy because we have a lot of VP of sales that listen. You, plug, you, you, you buy a new tool, sales enablement tool, and you know sales double, you know, just happened to be that you closed this huge deal in that month that you turned it on. It, that's not why. And, and the opposite is not why. So if you lose a big deal, it's not because you turned it on. So you got to watch yeah. that. Yeah. So you're saying that be careful about attaching a whole lot of meaning to this yes. because you can... If if it's if your whole life is numbers, then you're going to get burned yes. as much as you're going to win. And 
and that that's not really fair. So no. here's here's what I have, and, yep. and I think this might help a person decide what to put underneath each of those three. Love it. And I have what I'm just referring to here as the value journey. You know, we've ta- uh, heard about the customer journey and the buyer journey and how many times yes, we've heard that. Lots, and lots. Lots. And everybody has a slightly different way of defining it. Oh, gosh. But let's think about at some point the person buys. They, they slice you a check. They sign a PO. They buy. And my question is, and I've got a line here drawn across the page, and I've got some little asterisk above the line and some asterisk below the line. The way you might think about this is above the line is the hard economics and below the line is soft economics mm. uh, or soft measurements. Is what happens? Once I buy, what happens? Well, um, number one, our salespeople will be able to call 20% more people a day because it'll all be automated or whatever. Okay. Yep. So over time, what does that equal? If they make an average of 20 calls a day, that's five times 100 salespeople. That's 5,000 calls a year that we're going to get in because of that. Yeah. So that's one, it's one data yeah. point. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so, but you, you have to look at more than that. So what are all the things that could happen? And you've got to let your possibilities run. And if you're, if you've been representing your value, the, the service that you offer for more than a couple of years, you know what these things are. What are you hearing from the market? Absolutely. You know what? The reason I bought this, Brian, was because of the Salesforce component. But what I'm finding is this is so much more powerful in helping our people do better research or whatever. Yes. I think if you start to document that value journey once a person buys and start to look at all the different things, that their, how their life changes, it'll become a lot easier to come up with these, the economics, the efficiency, and the emotion. Absolutely. That's awesome. You know what's interesting about that is you can, you can create your story around this, I, this concept of how to measure simply by asking your clients two questions with your framework there, Bill. So why did you buy? And you give me an above-the-line answer and a below-the-line answer. So above line, why did you buy for hard? Mm-hmm. And why did you buy for soft? And then why do you keep? So why do you keep paying me hard and soft, above-the-line, below-the-line answer? There's your story. And you ask five customers that, you're probably going to see a trend. You're talking about current clients. Current clients, okay. current clients. Because th- then what you can do then is you can take what we're teaching yeah, you. That's better than all the other yeah, crap that trying people to ask out, in right. surveys. And then you say, exactly. How would you rate us on a scale of one to seven? <laughs> right? well, I don't it's just, know. why did you buy? Yeah. What yeah. was it? What were you looking for? You know, hard, you know, boom, and then soft. And then why do you keep, keep us? Why do you keep renewing mm-hmm. hard, soft, and then just repeat that to five different clients? Mm-hmm. And there's You'll your story. You'll get all you need. And then when people ask you, how do I measure what you do? Say, good, glad that you asked. Yeah. Here's, just, here's what we did. We asked, the, here's what their answers were. Hard, soft, hard. That's great. Yeah, it's that's good. great. And then you capture some of those value, people on video talking about Value that. journey yeah. mapping. Value yeah, journey a, mapping. The old, the, old uh, cli- the customer journey, little tired. It's a little tired <laughs> a little and nobody out. knows what it is. It's amazing when you ask people, they love to throw that, well, we're going to journey map. We're going to value journey map. We're going to, you know, check <laughs> the customer. We're going to journey map this. I'm like, what is that exactly? You always get a different answer. Anyway. That's funny. Um, yeah. And, and the last, I want to rub like uh, hard stamp this one. It's really important that you explore the emotional, um, yeah. the, the emotional impact of what you do. Because there is culture and meaning behind everything that anybody sells. I don't care what it is. As simple as it is. Um, you know, I've got a client that, 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 uh, sells semi trailers and you would think what, you know, semi trailer, da, da, da. Well, I was driving, um, taking my kid to his baseball game yesterday on Sunday afternoon 
and I passed two of their customers. I passed one coming yes. back yeah. from Kentucky. Well, and this was one of their customers that was oh, oh, like a using. really well-branded um, uh, semi-trailer. Okay. Like it's totally painted. It's, you know, logoed and everything else. It's really, and, it, and it's of their customers. Um, Brand. Yeah, mm-hmm. who we actually are going to start work with too. So I'm like, okay. And what's interesting is when you, it's really nice looking. And so I know the owner, it's a family business, is, you know, second generation, um, they're really proud people. And when you ask them about that, they are so proud to see, you know, their decal logo semi-trailer driving down the road. Yeah. How much did that cost? Well, it cost them, you know, 2000 bucks to, to logo the trailer and, yeah. it, and it cost them 350 bucks to lease it every month. That's the hard stuff. But that emotional, man, you cannot, and it's with everybody. You see, you. What, what you're talking about there, though, or and, is not just the emotions of the prospect when they're, when they're buying, <clears throat> but it's the emotion of the client once yes. they have you in, and they're proud of yes. the fact that they've brought you in, yes. and the branding is good, and every time they see something come from you, they, they are, makes them more proud that they chose you as a vendor or yes. whatever. Yes. And don't that that's part of that customer experience is is what is the branding and emotional connection that you're helping your customer feel. Yes. When they when they connect with you. Yep. And we as sales professionals are on the front we as sales professionals are on the very front line of that. I mean we we impact that so dramatically. Um Steph at our at our shop here just had a conversation with um someone that she that sold to her and she didn't buy from him because of some product things, so some things up in the efficiency economic side. Mm-hmm. But he he did such a good job on this emotional front, impressing her with the sales. She's like connecting with him on some other good stuff. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. sales professional left such an impact on her that she's trying to help and advance him, you know, further in some other things. So that was a good lesson where he technically lost the deal because yeah, of economic efficiency two, stuff. But but this yeah. is long tail. This yeah. emotional thing will pay him back through her connections that she's going to connect for him way past that one deal. Yeah. So here's the, here's the uh, assignment is write down the three E's economics, efficiency and emotions or emotional, and then draw a line across your page with the value, uh, the value journey mapping so that you can uh, understand where your value actually shows up. Hard costs at the top, soft or indirect costs at the bottom. Yes. An indirect value, not cost, but indirect uh, hard hard results. Yep. And uh, I think it'll help you. And and again, like you said, it would be great to go back to current clients and ask the question. Ask those two questions. Absolutely. And you'll get so much valuable data. Massive. That's a good one. Yeah. You should listen to this over and over. VPs of sales, you should listen to this too and have your team do this whole yeah. deal. It's a really yeah. good one. So, All right, that's it. Uh, we will see you next time on the Advanced Selling Podcast. Bye. Bye.